Teresita was a 47-year-old respiratory therapist who worked at the now non-functioning Edgewater Hospital. On the evening of February 21st, 1977, the shrill sirens of Chicago fire engines pierced through the cold winter air as they rushed the apartment building on Pine Grove Avenue. But they weren't really prepared for what they saw inside of apartment 15B. Investigators would be called in to help solve this grisly murder, but they would get help from an unlikely source. Did Teresita solve her own murder? Have you ever wanted to get the prison experience without actually being locked up? Or maybe you've wanted to film your very own horror movie. Well, a small jail in Trenton, Florida is currently on the market and can be yours for only $139,000. From time to time, during the How Did We Miss That podcast, we may talk about details of crimes that some may find triggering or disturbing. Listener discretion is highly advised. We missed that. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of How Did We Miss That? I'm Christine. And I'm John. I'm so excited because we kind of like did a little partnership this time. Yes. We have the same theme. Yeah. For ours. What is that theme? Ooh. Paranormal. Ghosties. Ghosts and goblins. Just ghosts, I guess. Yeah, not goblins. <laughs> Yeah, I failed to mention that in my little intro because I don't like to give too much away, but I'm going to talk about one of the most haunted places in America, mm. but definitely probably the most haunted place in Florida. Very and it's for exciting. sale. It's for sale. It's for sale. Let's go buy it. If we lived in Florida, I'd be totally down to buy this. But I'd never go in it. I wouldn't live in it. We can buy it, it but like a, I don't want to even see it. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't live in it, but I would make it like a... This would be our our nest egg. This is how we make our money. That is a total tourist attraction. Absolutely. People would pay so much money to sleep in there and make it like an Airbnb. Ooh. Ooh. But do you know how awesome, like, this is way off topic, but you wouldn't even have to, like, keep up the grounds or do any work. I know, because if it's dilapidated, it's even yes. better. Yes. Oh, man. This we got to come up with some money here. the best investment ever. We got to come up with some money All like, right. right now. All yes, right. Anyway. Well, I am going to tell you a story. The story of Teresita Bassa. And her murder. I got my information from ChicagoNow.com, an article by Ray Johnson from February 21st of 2015. So I started by letting you know that the fire engines were rushing over to her apartment, right? Yes. So her apartment was actually at 2740 North Pine Grove Avenue. And after the firefighters put out the fire, they discovered the burned and naked body of Teresita with a kitchen knife sticking out of her chest and her mattress on top of her. Can I just say, I think I've ordered a Teresita Bata at a... It's Basa. Basa at a restaurant it sound before. Like, it does sound like a... Uh, Some kind of appetizer I think, I bet or drink her or name something. Was, I don't know if it's a nickname, because I know when you add Ita th- to things, it's, it's like... like Little, right? Little, Small? so yeah. maybe she was Teresa, so it was like Little Teresa? Perhaps, yes. I don't know. But that's the, the name I was given to work with, so yeah. that's what I'm going by. So this was clearly a murder investigation, and after a couple of months and a few leads, the case goes cold. That is until Detective Joe, and i got to say this right, Sakula, I believe? Stakula. 
Stakula. Stakula? Stakuli. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of Area 6 Homicide gets a note on his desk that changed everything. The note said that he needed to contact Dr. Jose Chua in Skokie, Illinois. So, Detective Stakula and his partner, Detective Lee Eplin, called Dr. Chua, but you would never believe what they heard from him. Dr. Chua told them that his wife, Remy Chua, was quite possibly possessed by the spirit of the dead Teresita. I mean, if these two didn't like absolutely hang up on him, I don't know why, but I mean, I don't know if it was me, what would you do? Would you hang up? Would you be like, yeah, right. Thanks a lot, dude. And hang up. Or would you hear him out? Me personally, I would hear them out because if anything, it'll be good for a good story and a laugh later with the, with the boys in the precinct. So I would definitely hear it out. Plus, that's my job. I mean, you can't just hang up on people. But um, that's true. Yes, it would definitely be approached with like, this isn't, this isn't real. This is bogus. Right. Well, but I totally believe in this stuff. So I probably would hear him out. So I do, too. That's another reason why. But I, I mean, it's twofold. It would make for a good story. And maybe there's something to it. And what if it was true and you like are famous? Plus, if I ever went into detective work, I would hear out everything because I've heard too many of these stories where people were like, nah, no big deal, whatever. I just don't work that way. Or it was that little thing that they heard like years ago in the notes that someone's like, oh, it's that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Little tiny thing. All right. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Chua tells them that his wife would go into a sort of trance and would claim to be Teresita. The doctor could hear their obvious incredulation, so he explained that he didn't believe it either until he demanded proof from the voice. He said that the voice told him that it needed to needed to help it in solving the murder. And the first thing I heard was, Molly, you in danger, girl. Right? I mean, it's ghost. Yes, it is. This is the premise of ghost. <laughs> so I'm just waiting for Patrick Swayze to swoop in here. Yeah. Any moment. He'll yeah. be here any moment. Who was the bad guy? He's been in other Sam movies, Wheat. but I, don't, I know his character name but <laughs> his actor he's been in other movies where he's i think he died recently did he maybe i'm thinking of patrick swayze i don't oh, know anyway, i don't know i just know sam wheat great Sorry. movie yeah molly you in danger girl molly you in danger girl <laughs> yeah so good <laughs> the voice told the story that the murderer's name was alan showery he had gone to the apartment of teresita in order to fix a television set but instead he had stolen jewelry from teresita's apartment and that the jewelry was a gift from her father to her mother and that it was purchased in France. One very detailed hmm. spirit here. Yeah. It also said that it knew that Shaori had given the stolen jewelry to his girlfriend. What's the name? Shaori or Shaudry? Shaori. Shaori. Yes. Like I'm going to take a Shaori. Yes. Okay. Shower with a Y. Gotcha. Shaori. Shaori. Yes. Okay. Got it. We yeah. good? We got it? Yeah. I just, I didn't know if you were like speaking French over there and it was Chaudry with a D or something. No. Because I know someone with that name. So I was like, wait a minute. But yeah. Okay. Is his name Alan? It's not. Was he in jail? <laughs> not that I know of, but you never know. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Yes. All right. Anyway. Oh, yeah. You ruined it. I, I did. Well, if this wasn't strange enough, the voice also gave the names of specific individuals who could identify the jewelry. Ron Somera, Ken Bassa, Richard Pesati, and Ray Kings. And it gave their telephone numbers. Oh, my. Insane. Yeah. So, obviously skeptical, the detectives decide that they would at least look into the claims. And they are shocked to find out that there was an orderly named Alan Showery who had worked at Edgewater Hospital with Teresita. Hmm. 
the detectives went to Shaori's apartment where he lived with his girlfriend, Yanka. 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 They asked Shaori if he would be willing to go back with them to the station to answer some questions. They told him they thought he could help in the investigation of the murder of Teresi Tabasa. Shaori agreed to go. While at the police station, Eplin and Stakula spoke with Shaori and found out that he actually had gone to Teresita's apartment the night of the murder to fix her television. But she had to cancel at the last minute, so he decided he was going to go home and fix some electrical problems at home. Ah, okay. So after speaking with him, the detectives decide that they need to go back to the apartment. They need to speak to Yanka, Shaori's girlfriend. She told the detectives that she didn't know anything about any electrical problems and she even said that Shaori doesn't even know anything about fixing electrical problems. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, she kind of yeah. gave him away there. Yeah. Feeling like this was an obvious lie on Shaori's part, the detectives asked her if he had given her any jewelry lately. She promptly showed them the pendant and ring that she was wearing and explained that they were a late Christmas gift. The detectives took some of the pieces of jewelry to the station and called the individuals on the list that the voice had given them. They were asked to come to the police station to identify the jewelry. Turns out the jewelry wasn't Teresita's and the case is still unsolved to this day. Hmm. No, I'm kidding. Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to be like, it's ours, right? Of course it is. Yeah. I'd throw you for a loop, but no. No. Of course, Teresita's relatives yeah. positively identified the jewelry. Mm-hmm. Like they do. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you do. Yeah. Under the pressure of this new information, Showery caved and he gave a full confession. His trial started on January 21st of 1979. And while the defense tried to get the psychic testimony thing thrown out, <laughs> yeah. the judge actually allowed it. Oh. Yes. Wow. Four weeks later, the trial ended in a mistrial because the jury had completely deadlocked. Mm -hmm. Amazingly, though, Showery pleaded guilty while awaiting a new trial. Hmm. Like, okay. Yeah, that doesn't happen. I don't know. I feel like this might have been the work of Teresita's ghost, like Maybe, scaring him yeah. and telling him, you better do this or else. Yeah. I don't know. That's how I feel. Yeah. But I guess we'll never know. That happened in Ghost too, right? Didn't the... Oh, yeah. He like drove him crazy. No, he got the evil spirits to come and drag him away. Right. But they end up scaring him. Well, he gets dragged away when he dies, but he ends oh, up right, that's right. scaring him to the point where he's like, oh my God, people are watching me and whatever. And yeah. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. Definitely right. possible. Well, he ended up being sentenced to 14 years for the murder and four years each for the aggravated arson and robbery. He was released in 1983 after serving less than five years. What's aggravated arson? Is that as you're striking the match, you're like, fuck you. <laughs> or is it because you're lighting a fire because you're mad? But um, I don't know. It's a good I'm question. guessing you're probably lighting know, a like, fire. like aggravated in assault is like above and beyond just assaulting somebody. You've used like a weapon and you've... I also think it means it's because it was you were like um, it, you assaulted them due to a fight or something like you, maybe I don't you know, know what I mean. That's a good question. I think aggravated arson is probably like I'm going to burn your house down because you pissed me off. You know what I mean? Okay. Whereas just lighting a forest fire because you're a pyromaniac is ar just arson, not because you're angry at the forest. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Either that or as you're lighting it, you're telling them to go screw. Maybe, maybe you're just really frustrated. Yeah. Maybe it's, you You know, when you try to strike the matches and they just won't yeah. like, <laughs> get really aggravated and then yeah. eventually it'll, and then you start the fire. I think you're right. That, that has yeah. to be it. It I, has to be. I get be. super aggravated when I try to light a campfire so I can completely understand how that could happen. Yeah. I mean, that has to be it. 
Yeah. Okay. The cool. only logical explanation. Right. Off to law school I go. My expertise in this field has <laughs> yes, shown. Exactly. So this case on its own might sound really fascinating, but wait. There's more. There's more. <laughs> it actually turns out that Remy Chua was supposedly experiencing these trances, but she was also a respiratory therapist at Edgewater Hospital with Teresita Bassa. <laughs> there were reports of Remy feeling frightened by showery while working with him, and she also admitted that she had visited Teresita's apartment before. Is her last name Bassa? Yeah. Because you keep saying Teresita Bassa. I think it's just Teresita one name. Teresita Bassa. Teresita Bassa is a good name just by itself. I like it. I think she was, I think she grew up in the Philippines. I okay. believe. They have a lot of Spanish sounding names. Yeah, yes. they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, because of all of this information, a lot of people believe that Remy somehow found out about everything through maybe mutual friends or coworkers or family members. And that she was so frightened of Showery that she made up the trances so that Showery could only blame the spirit of Teresita and not her. Hmm. She did have quite a bit of time after the murder to find out everything. So I don't know. How do you feel about it now? Do you think it was real or do you think it was because she was able to find information? I don't know. I don't know yet. I mean, I think it's real because I like this stuff. I believe in it. So I don't want to disrupt the spirit of Teresita Bassa. So I think that it's real. Because okay. if I say it's not, she'll come haunt me tonight in my dreams. Oh, good point. You got to respect the spirits. I'll talk more about that as yeah. well. Well, so after hearing that information that they worked together, they both knew this guy that he scared her. I kind of feel like maybe there was something there, but that was a lot of information to get. Like, how would you even get all those people's phone numbers? I am, I am refraining from comment because I'd like to sleep tonight. You, on the other hand, with that statement you just made, bad dreams. No, I'm on her side. Okay. I'm saying she obviously needed this person to help her. But you're skeptical, I can tell. Well, because it's a little strange that we get all this information yeah. and that they, she worked with her. It would be a lot more scary if she had no idea who this person was. Yes, of course. Right? Yeah. So, I don't know. But then, if I were a ghost, I'd probably pick somebody I know to help me. Right? True. Yeah. Wouldn't you do that? Like, I'm not just going to go find some random stranger. Well, I mean, Sam Wheat didn't do and that. if Whoopi Goldberg's busy, then I need, you know, somebody Sam, I know. Sam Wheat did not know Whoopi. No, but that's what I'm saying. If she's busy. He just happened to go there because she was a psychic or whatever, right? Tarot reader. What was she? Yeah, no. Um. Oh, how did that go down? I think someone... He somehow stumbled upon her apartment. Yeah, and they and were doing someone like a said seance? he needed... Someone said that he needed help or something and he stumbled there and she like could see him and he's like, wait, you can see me. And then he kept going back there right. and bothering her. Yeah. That's right. No, she, I don't think she can see him. Not see him, but she could, she could, hear she could yeah. communicate with him. Yeah. Right. Well, either way, it's a really good story, I think. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that was my story of Teresita Bassa. Oh, that's it. You're done. That's it. I'm oh my done. God. This is going to be a short one for y'all. I know. It's good. Because mine's kind of short too. All right, well, I don't have any fun names like Teresita Bassa, but I will play a little clip for you of this great website I found and this great group of ladies called the SoulSistersParanormal.com, mm. who in 2019 went and visited the Gilcrest, old Gilcrest County Jail in Trenton, Florida, which is what I'm going to speak about tonight. Currently on the market for the low price of $139,000. 
990. They always got to put that in there. Got to put something like that. Yeah. Yes. Um, it can be yours. And, you know, I don't think they're selling it as a place to live in because when the beautiful Christine posts pictures of this this week, I don't think you'd want to live in it. Yeah. It's I more of a tear down, mm. use the land, but I wouldn't even do that either based on what you're going to hear tonight. Um, like we said in the beginning, I would probably use this as an investment opportunity to make a tourist attraction because it has been the site of several ghost investigations. Did you know they call them investigations, not visits? Not, yeah, I know. Um, I did know that. In the did Paranormal that, State ever come? No, but... Um, oh, I like Paranormal Oh, it's State. in one of the articles that I'll read, but I can't remember. One of the shows, Ghost Hunters, I believe, went there. Okay. All right. Yes. Um, so, yeah, in July of 2019, Soul Sisters Paranormal investigated the old Gilchrist County Jail in Trenton, Florida, reported to be one of the most haunted locations in Central Florida and the United States. They wanted to see if they could validate the claims of unknown voices, bangs, knocks, and shadow figures that have come from this building, which operated as a jail in the county from 1928 to 1968. Only one investigator from the Soul Sisters Paranormal Group could... Um, what? Every time you say that, soul I hear, hey, sister, soul, sister, soul, sister. Yeah. Same. Same. <laughs> Lady Marmalade over yes. here. Um, All right, sorry. <laughs> only one of them could join, but they were um, joined by someone from a group called Ghost Biker Explorations. That sounds cool. Oh, yeah. Um, someone named Miranda, who you're Ghost here on the Biker. clip that I play. She joined them to investigate the claims. The two ladies were the only people in the building during the night. L they got some giant-sized lady nuts, as Negan would say. <laughs> Because I would not go beach in there. Beach ball at night. size. They were beach ball size beach lady nuts. Beach ball size lady nuts. Yes. And some of the evidence that was captured is truly compelling. There is a full video that is 31 minutes long, which I watched, which is, I will say, I will agree, truly compelling. I think we'll link it in one of our posts this Absolutely. week because um, you should watch it. It's pretty cool. They use all these tools that I've never seen before, but. Um, yeah, so that's one of my sources, the soul sister, soul sister, paranormal.com. <laughs> and I have an article as well from WUFT, Wooft. And you keep hearing Lady Marmalade. I keep looking at this and thinking this is like what the fuck radio or whatever it is because all I see Got is it. Um, WFT, but I'm seeing it as WTF. Anyway, it's a PBS NPR type website. And then I also have, you're not going to hear this on this show every day. My other source is House Beautiful Magazine. Oh. <laughs> well, I like House Beautiful. I do as well. They are um, part of this story because they ran the story recently about the house being for sale, or not the jail, rather, I guess. So first, some real quick information about Gilchrist County, Florida, in case you were wondering. It is the 67th and last county to be formed in Florida. No. Did you know that little tiny Florida has 67 counties? I didn't know that. Seems like a lot. Is Florida that tiny, though? I mean, I don't know. I, don't I guess know. not. It, I mean, I, it I feels know. tiny because it's so narrow, but I guess Maybe. it's... Yeah, I guess so. And I don't think it's quite as long as California, so I'm not... No, Maybe I'm not. speaking out of turn on its size. Sorry, Florida. I don't mean to uh, well, comment on I'm your size so in a negative to, way. But. I'm just so used to living in such a large state that 67 counties seems really small to me. Yeah, and I mean, in this state of Massachusetts, but, yeah. I think we only have like five. I was going to say, isn't there like yeah, five or six here? So I don't know. Like, yeah. Maybe maybe that is a lot in such a tiny little, I don't know. Is it well, tiny little? Even, I don't know. Even California didn't have a lot of counties when you think about it, because San Bernardino County was huge. LA County is huge. Yeah, there was like LA, That's true, San Diego, LA, San Bernardino. Well, don't they have like, like a Mono bunch up in the... 
I still, there was no way there was 67. No way. No. Not even close. Huh. I mean, I want to say it was under 20 for Maybe. sure. Okay. Anyway, 67 counties in Florida. This was the last one to be formed in 1925. The county seat is Trenton, Florida, where the jail is um, can be found. The total population of the whole county, which includes two cities, Trenton and Bell, is only 18,582 oh, wow. people as of 2019. So a small little town. Okay? You follow? I'm following. I'm still singing, hey, sister. <laughs> so nestled in the middle of a residential street in Trenton, Florida, is the old Gilchrist County Jail. It was the county jail from 1925, I'm sorry, 1928 to 1968. Okay. So not too long, actually. No, and the jail was a little different because um, it housed criminals with, like, no supervision. It's very small. Very small town. Okay. Um, One of the inmates was killed for his dinner there. So some death occurred there. Um, In the later part of its lifespan, a house was built on the property, like the jailer's house. Okay. Where in 2008... A drug deal went down and someone died there. Oh, great. This is after the prison's closed, obviously, but in this, you know, dank property, which we'll show pictures of. So there's that haunting as well, as well as some other prisoners that may or may not have passed away there and continue to live there. Do you know what types of crimes these people committed? Were they violent crimes or did it say? Well, since they have no supervision, I would say probably no, but none of my... Sources say that. Believe it or not, there's not a lot of information about the jail itself because back then it was status quo. It was just a jail in a small town. Right. Now it's all about the hauntings. And so all the information is about the paranormal activity and all the recent information is about the dang thing for sale. So it's kind of hard to find information on this when it comes to that kind of stuff because I wanted to do that as well, give that kind of history. But it just wasn't there because, like I said, for 40 years, it's just a small town jail. Well, yeah, I mean, if it closed that long ago, right, people right. might not have realized we should probably write down the history of this place, I guess. Exactly. So first we'll look at House Beautiful magazine, all right? Um, and like I said, some people have shown interest in this to film their own horror movie. So there's a lot of offers out there being entertained as to why they would want to buy this for such a cheap price. I want to buy it. I want to go to it at least. I think it would be super fun to have this as a tourist attraction. I agree. The storied property and its listing boasts eight bedrooms or cells. I, mean, I was going to say, they're actually bedrooms? Bedroom. Or? <laughs> no, of course not. Eight um, cells. Cells, eight bathrooms or toilets, of course. Oh, within the, oh. Because each cell has <laughs> it's a very toilet, tricky. Right? Real estate um, agents. As if all of this wasn't eerie enough, the jail is allegedly haunted, like we've said. The additional living area, like I mentioned, was built in 1966, so only two years before it kind of shut down. The Gilchrist County Jail was far from your normal jail. It sits in the middle of like a residential street. It's just oh, kind of weird. Weird. Yeah, very strange location. And you can't imagine the residents like it there. Right. And, and, you know, I say it's very strange, but if the, the jail here in our town, if you're just driving down the street, it's kind of in the middle of a residential area, too. It's next I mean, to a school. What? <clears throat> I guess. It's tucked back in the hill, but still it's like... Well, okay, so that's what I'm asking. Like, is along. this like just in the middle of a neighborhood or is it like... That's the way they made it sound and the pictures okay. look the same way as well. At least that one is tucked up in the hills there. Yes. During its peak, prisoners locked up there were not supervised per the listing. 
As you can imagine, this led to complete chaos and lots of nefarious activity, like deaths for meals and things like that. In fact, it was home to years of grisly standoffs, killings, and much more. Wow. So the lore says. So maybe it was violent criminals. Just, I mean, I'm going to show you this and we're going to post it, but look at that picture. Yeah. No, thanks. Right? Two ladies went in there and spent the night. The Soul Sisters. The Soul Sister, Soul Sister. This episode brought to you by... Train and Lady Marmalade. Train? (laughs) Yeah. They're the ones that sing, hey, soul sister. Oh, yes. But I was going to say, who was it? Um, Christina Aguilera and... It was Lady Marmalade. Yeah, but who else sang the song? That's the name of the whole group. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. That's the name of the song. I know. Oh, my God. That's what they called themselves. They did? Yes, they did. (laughs) I just thought it was Christina Aguilera and... It was like a bunch of other people. I don't even know. Yeah. Anyway, since its closing in 1968, (laughs) the jail and its grounds are alleged to be haunted and rife, rife. Yes. I like that word. With heavy paranormal activity, as the listing further reads, one may see apparitions walking around the grounds in broad day. So they're clearly trying to sell this as a tourist attraction. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. I don't think you would. When we go to sell our house, we're not going to put that, right? I mean, that might scare some people away. Well, I don't think we have any. We don't have ghosties here. But even here. if we did, I think you kind of leave that out of the listing in hopes well, to sell it. Well, if you're trying to sell it to like a nice little family. Right. So I, that's what I'm saying. They're clearly appealing to the that's ghost That's why you say eight the... bedrooms and eight bathrooms. Yes, exactly. It also notes that there are currently tours and paranormal ghost club meetings that meet at the jail, as well as travelers who come by hoping to see if anything out of the ordinary happens. While this listing does not specifically rule it out as a residential property, it does suggest that it could be an awesome turnkey tourist attraction. Yeah. I love like what you were saying. You don't have to clean it up or anything. It's great. It seriously is the best investment ever. Yeah. So it's b- hidden behind a fence covered in vines. The building, like I said, opened in 1928 and could not look more out of place. Like it just doesn't fit in the surrounding area. Oh, yeah. We'll have to try and see if we can find some pictures of that. Because Did you I, look at it on Google Earth? I did not. Oh. So we will have to find all that and post it for everyone to see. It doesn't matter if I saw it. The people need to see it. Our okay. friends in India listening to the sound of my voice need to see it. So we will find it and post it for okay. you all. We will. Fine. The same eight cells and walls stand unkempt and eerily vacant since 1968. No one's touched the property. I'm surprised that a part of The Walking Dead wasn't filmed here because the pictures that I have seen look just like the show. Oh, cool. Weeds everywhere and just, you know, very ugly building. For the past six years, and this article was written in 2015, Arlene Hale has been allowing locals to walk through the jail at night on Halloween Calling it an open house. Ooh, I love it. So she's got the right idea. Smart, Arlene. Yes. On October 24th of 2015, Hale and members of her team, Old Gilchrist County Jail Ghost Hunters, I'm sure they have a jacket with a nice logo, Yeah. walked groups through the jail telling them the history of the building and stories of different encounters they or other paranormal teams have had. Now, I want to play the clip here for you real quick because you and I have been on a ghost tour of the Queen Mary. Right. And I, I'm, did you feel anything? Yes. So. But I'm weird. I don't know if I've got like a different. No argument here. In yes. my, stop it. <laughs> I don't know if it's like in my head or if I really, truly feel something. I don't know. But there well, are just certain places that give me like the the willies, I guess is what you can call it. So I'm so glad you said that because 
a lot of times people wonder if these things are in their head. Right. Did I really see that? The clip I'll play for you and the Soul Sisters have these tools that can kind of, I guess, if they're legit and they're not just pre-programmed to blink or whatever, <laughs> I mean, you can't refute that. That's real. If right. A, if a paranormal energy is making something go off when you ask it a question, that's no longer in your head. It's backed up by this evidence, right? Right. I mean, yes, you're weird. I'm weird as well. I feel these things. I believe I've heard voices and whatever. But on that particular one, it just felt so fake and showy that I wasn't sure I felt anything. I feel like I felt more in the areas that weren't part of the show, part of the tour. You know what I mean? I guess. I I felt so we were standing in like a bank of elevators. Do you remember that? I do. And he was talking about something down the hall. I don't know what it was. I can't remember. Talking about something down the hall. And that I got like a weird feeling from. And then I got a weird feeling in that pool area. Hmm. For some reason. There wasn't anything weird about it. He didn't tell any bad stories, I don't think. But I just felt really strange in that pool area. Yeah, but didn't see anything. But other anything than that, I didn't really. No, no, no. Specific, yeah. I just get this weird like chill right. sometimes. Right, and I've had that as well on places that don't have a tour and things like that. But, yeah. um, you know, this one, I, I guess you could be skeptical if it's part of the show. When we went to the Winchester Mystery House, I'm like, this is a show. I, I didn't feel anything there, but it's purported to be haunted as well. Right. This place seems like the real deal. On that tour I mentioned on October 24th, a person named Vance was walking groups through each cell telling them who lived there and who still lives there. One cell belongs to a man named Frank. This is a quote from him. He says, people come in here and report a tightness in their chest. I don't know whether it's a breathing thing or if it's a heart condition thing because rumor was he died of a heart attack in that room. And they didn't find him for a couple days. So yeah, I mean, that's one of those things that even if you're not on a paranormal tour, people say, oh, I have a tightness in my chest and it's nothing. You know what I mean? Right. But for some reason, people have had tightness in their chest in correlation to this room. Right? Mm-hmm. One member of the tour, Sabrina Roos, University of Florida student, said that she could feel the tightening, but was unsure if it was Frank or just the claustrophobic nature of the cell. So you have that as well. It's a small right. building, small cell. When we went to Alcatraz, I can definitely see that. Some of the areas are pretty tight and small. Yeah. Did you feel any ghosties at Alcatraz? I don't remember, to be honest. I'm making it sound like a bunch of ghost hunters here. We're really not. But maybe we should get into this when the kids move out. <laughs> this sounds fun. So one cell belonged to someone named Robert, and this is not part of the normal tour, and the girls that went there have a tool that right. can translate energy and then put it on this machine into words. And Robert kept oh, popping weird. up. Oh, weird. Okay. Robert kept popping up on this thing. And so while they were using another tool called a, uh, I can't remember it now, REM something, we'll look this up and post it, they would ask a question of another inmate named Sam and asked if Robert was a cellmate, and the thing starts blinking and going bananas. The way they got that answer was not from any any tour or literature. It was from that machine just Mm -hmm. picking up energy in the room and kept showing Robert over and over again. So they said, we better ask about Robert. Weird, right? Mm, Weird. Bobby, what are you doing? (laughs) Bobby and Robert. They also have this other tool, and I'm going to play the clip right after this, that it's a camera with like an iPad on it mm-hmm. and it picks up energy and shadows and it translates it onto their screen into like a stick figure. And they're just panning around Weird. and all of a sudden this 
they stop because they hear or see movement with their naked eye Mm -hmm. and the thing stick figure starts popping up. Weird. And they start and it's doing all these movements what and they start talking weird to it. Tools would this be? Holy well, mackerel! That's what I was wondering while I was watching the video. Like who, man. who makes this? Like they have their and how do you test it? Right. Like they how do you know it works? What do you do for a living? I make ghost hunting tools. <laughs> well, but I just can imagine this person making like the first prototype, right? Yeah. And they go into a room and they hold it up and like nothing happens. They're like, oh man, it didn't work. But maybe there's no ghosts in that room. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe they maybe. made tons and tons of prototypes, and it's just because there wasn't any ghosts. So I didn't Google this, but I haven't looked it up anywhere. But it appears in these articles and on this video. What do you think EVP stands for? Oh, I used to know this in the circles I run in. It's executive vice president. Yeah, I know no, that's no. not what it I means used to here. know this because I used to watch Paranormal State. I was thinking it was like evidence of paranormal yeah. something, maybe. But oh, I got it right here. Electronic voice phenomenon. Thank you. That's what it was. <laughs> and here I said I couldn't find it. it just pops up on the I was thinking about it is. It's listening. Um, I was thinking about they talk about it a lot with white noise. Like you can play white noise and somehow spirits or someone can communicate through that. I yes, guess. Yes. All right. Are you ready to hear the clip? Yes. So I'm going to play a clip of these Soul Sisters catching some EVPs on their voice recorders in the room. Okay. Are you going to explain it after or before? What do you mean? Like, are you going to tell us what we were hearing? Yes, I will. Because in case you can't hear it. Are you ready? Mm Mm-hmm. During the investigation, we also captured numerous EVPs on our audio and video equipment. And some of the EVPs we actually heard in the moment. For example, during our initial walkthrough, Miranda was panning her handheld camera through the cells, and as she backed out of one of the cells, she clearly hears a voice telling her, hey, go back. Did you hear someone say go back? Did you hear that? Listen again. You'll hear Oh, yeah, I did hear it that yeah. time. Yeah, right there. So as they're walking into this room with the camera, they're just panning along and just doing kind of their investigation, and that pops up. And she can hear it in her headphones, but the other person didn't hear it. Right. Creepy? I mean, yeah. yeah. for sure. All right, I'll play some more. EVPs that we captured that night were captured on the voice recorders left throughout the jail, and some of them seemed to be in direct response to what we were doing. For example, during the night, Miranda and I were getting some additional equipment out of our equipment boxes. While I was standing outside of the front door and Miranda was still accessing her equipment, the voice recorder in the back first floor cell captured two EVPs of unknown origins. So that EVP is hard to pick up because of the background noise, but it says she doesn't trust us. And another voice says no. So I I could hear what it sounded like people talking. Yes. I couldn't hear exactly what they were saying, but it almost sounded like um, if somebody left their phone like on a table recording and people right. in the, right. the background were talking. So I could hear like noise, but I couldn't hear the voice. Now, I'll give a full disclosure. Now, I, I mean... This video shows them, obviously, with some editing or whatever outside at the moment. 
and then when they play this for you, don't see them. Could this whole thing be stage and fake? Of course. Oh, I, I mean, I don't know, but, but um, I tend to trust these ladies just looking through their website. Like, they're legit. They have no reason to fake this because I don't think they're making any money off doing this. They're right. Just going it's just around like and, their hobby, I guess. Right. And so I'll play a little more for you because um, the next one's pretty clear. Um, but yeah, just to kind of recap and clarify, they went and put voice recorders right. in cameras everywhere in this place before they started doing their own investigation so they could pick up everything. Kind of like what Bigfoot hunters do. They mm-hmm. put cameras everywhere, whatever. So these were taken from the voice recorders that were left where they were not at at the time. Okay. Okay. That's the same one we yeah, just heard. right. The area in the jailer's house was, to us, one of the creepiest places in the building, as we experienced numerous occurrences of unknown noises, bangs, and footsteps while we were in the area. Knowing that a man was killed here in 2008 during a botched drug deal added to the foreboding feeling that was prevalent in this room. And it seems that the spirit of Black may still inhabit the area where this body was found, and that spirit is pleading for someone to help him. During the night, and while Miranda and I were both completely out of the building taking a break, the voice recorder that was left unattended in this room captured the following EVP. Did you hear that? I mean, I can hear like whispering, but I can't hear what they're saying. was captured as Miranda and I made our way down the stairs to the first floor. You can hear us walking away, but you can also hear a male voice giving a very ominous directive. So the first one said, um, please help me or come help me. Okay. And that last one said, kill him. This Ugh. all happened during this botched drug deal. She mentioned someone named Black. That was the name of the person who was okay. um, killed in that. But I encourage everyone to watch the video. We're going to link it. It's really good. Mm-hmm. You know, um, seeing the, the scenes as you hear those things really puts it into perspective. Mm-hmm. I'll just close with this last comment. I feel like paranormal activity is kind of like religious faith. Right. It's about what you believe in. Um, it's about how strong you may feel about a spirit that may have left you or I don't know. But um, I believe in it. I know you believe in it. I think I don't think this video is fake. I think there's also um, like how receptive you are to it. Yes. So if you're like so incredibly closed off, you just really don't believe then you're not going to experience those things. I mean, it sounds kind of counterintuitive because it's like, oh, well, if you're looking for it, then you'll see it. But I feel like if if a spirit was trying to contact someone, they're not going to pick somebody who's completely closed off. Right. And isn't, right. isn't receiving. I feel like, you know, kind of like the shining. I think some of us shine and some of us don't. Yeah. And so it's like an ability, I guess. I don't know. So I think that's also like how receptive you are to it. Yeah. Well, my message is believe what you want, but uh, I believe this to be real. And, um, you know, if you're interested in buying an old uh, beat up jail, better beat me to it because I'm interested. I love it. 
Okay. Well, that was a good, good episode this week. I know. I like it. Something different. I liked different. it. It was scary. Yeah. Before you murder someone and take their possessions, make sure their ghost can't come after you later. And before you buy that fixer-upper, make sure you really do your research and look into the details, because it just might be a haunted prison. All right. Well, if you want any more information about these cases, please make sure to follow us on social media at How Did We Miss That? I want to give a thank you shout out for our theme composition to Audio Anywhere Productions. You can find them at audioanywhereproductions.com. And until next week, keep your head up and look out for each other.